1: i thought the fourth estate was time that's the fourth dimension i thought
0: the fourth estate was georgia with Granny and bischoff no not state a
1: state you thought i was saying we're the state of georgia the unlv lady rebels are a 13 seed in the ncaa tournament they will play four-seeded arizona it is at. Arizona, so they did not avoid the first round road matchup on in the women's side of the NCAA tournament. If they were to pull off the upset, they would play either number five North Carolina or 12-seeded Stephen F. Austin in the second round. That first round game, by the way, is on Saturday. And if they were to pull off a couple of upsets, they are in number one overall seat South Carolina's region, and that would be their Sweet 16 matchup. So I would say. About as tough of a draw as possible for the Lady Rebels.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, those who do the women's bracketology were right on this, right? It's been like seven months since they put them against yep. Arizona and Tucson. So uh, good for them. it would be, uh, be a tough game in Arizona. But you know what? What, what a season she had, uh, Lindy LaRock. And, uh, you know, maybe they go there and can find a way to make an upset.
1: I think uh, if they could pull off one win there, yeah, they could be great. manage to knock off Arizona. That would be a, uh, a huge massive... accomplishment cap to the season obviously you're gonna if you don't win the title you're gonna lose at some point but yeah if they were able to win a game in the ncaa tournament that would be uh a pretty incredible step for a program that took a massive step this year just by winning the mountain west and making it back to the ncaa tournament for the first time in two decades
2: oh next question standing in your corner next question
1: um lights fc lost their season opener oh, two nothing here we go here we go to new mexico united they got outshot 16 to eight um that was not a great start to the season though I can't say it wasn't expected I believe it was the Westgate that had odds on this and had the lights at plus 800 to win the game um so yeah not a good start to the year their home opener is on Saturday I'm gonna stay optimistic until they lose their home opener by five goals
0: are you still a season ticket holder
1: Yes, you got there my there tickets. I will be there Saturday. Um a poor life decision is I will step away from the NCA tournament for yeah. a couple of hours to go What's watch. What's happening this. there? I know, but I, I still have some optimism and then they're they're playing like one of the best teams in the league too on Saturday, so they'll lose by five and then I'll be like, Oh, they suck again.
0: Imagine if you had kids.
1: Oh, no chance. Are you kidding me? Why would I do that? Why would I do that to myself, Ed? Be a nightmare. Next question. The Nets beat the Knicks 110 107. Kevin Durant at 53 points. Have we seen more 50 point games in the last like two LeBron weeks than the entire season? Like, what, back yeah, like, to
0: back? Yeah, like I feel like yeah.
1: every day I'm like, oh, somebody won. Oh, Jason Tatum at 50. Oh, Kevin Durant at 50. It just seems like it's been happening nonstop. Uh, but Durant went for 53. Um, the Nets. Still three-and-a-half back of Cleveland for the sixth seed, plus Toronto's in front of them at the seventh seed. Right now, if the playoffs started, Brooklyn would be going to Toronto for the play-in game, which, by the way, Kyrie Irving would not be able to play in that game. Uh, and if they won that, they would get in as the seventh seed. If they lost, they'd have to play another game to try to get in as the eighth seed. If they can find a way to make up three-and-a-half games on Cleveland and Toronto, they could find a way into the sixth seed, and, not, and avoid that play-in round. They're, they've played really well the last week or so. I just don't think there's going to be enough time to make up three and a half games on Cleveland.
0: Which uh, mayor did Durant say figure out this uh, these protocols? Did you read Oh, that? I missed that.
1: No, I missed that he, quote. He I assume it was to New York. It was yeah. yeah, he
0: told the New York mayor, hey, figure these things out.
1: I did I did not see yeah. that quote. because was th- from so What happened is that Kyrie Irving was at the game in Brooklyn. He was at the game but as a fan right. because you are allowed to go as a fan uh, even if you're not vaccinated but you are not allowed to play because the the way i understand it is the mandate is in place for employees that employees are required to have the vaccine at certain places but if you're but they can't say anything if you're just a fan or a patron right, of right. a business so the the comparison was like people can be fired if they just work at a restaurant for not being vaccinated but they can still come back and eat at that restaurant And it's not because they're trying to stop unvaccinated people from living in a city. It's that they're trying to make it a they're trying to be a punishment for being unvaccinated, trying to encourage people to get vaccinated by saying, hey, you can't do your job unless you're vaccinated. That's the way that I understand it. And it makes it look stupid when Kyrie Irving is sitting, you know, in the stand, but not able to actually.
0: And that's what Durant got pissed at, or at least he had a few words for the mayor.
1: Man, you know, that's a great question. The Saints and Panthers are trying to play or trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted this morning that Watson is expected to meet with the Panthers and the Saints because he wants to talk to the teams before he gets traded to them. Um, Deshaun Watson was cleared Friday of any wrongdoing, or I should rephrase that was cleared. He was not indicted by a grand jury. He still has civil suits out there. He has not been cleared of any uh, wrongdoing so far in his cases. But with the grand jury not indicting him, it makes it more likely the teams will trade for him. Um, he has a no trade clause. He can pick where he goes. What happens? Here? Does he get traded? Does he get suspended? Like, how do we... What happens to Deshaun well, Watson in 2020? The one
0: storyline we just don't realize is what's the NFL going to do. So, yeah. I guess you could trade him. Um... But then the NFL could come back and put him on the suspended list, and you've traded for a guy on the suspended list who maybe has to figure out all these suits before he's able to play. So, if I'm the St. Panthers, uh, are you trying to get some kind of some kind of clarity from the league as to what might happen here if I actually trade for him, or are they, are is the league, um, you know, are they beholden to say anything?
1: Surely the league would help them out. Like, surely if you're the Saints of the Panthers and you say, Listen, we we are interested in trading for this guy. Are you gonna suspend him? Like, surely the league would say, Yeah, you might want to be careful.
2: Great question. Oh, Thank enough. you.
1: Amari Cooper was traded from Dallas to Cleveland.
0: Salary dump?
1: All they got back was a fifth yeah, they got and a, a, fifth not and even a they, sixth. They didn't even get a sixth. Yeah. They got a sixth round swap. They're, they're just swapping sixth-rounders. Um, Amari Cooper going to make $20 million this year. The Cowboys also went out and signed Michael Gallup to a new deal. Five years, $62.5 million. So they're going with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and getting rid of Cooper here. I mean, it's definitely a salary dump. Are you surprised that's yes. all anybody offered for Amari I'm, Cooper?
0: I'm really surprised. Um, what, and what does that say for the... Uh for the class of these wide receivers if they can't get higher than a fifth and a sixth and like you said it's not even a six they're just changing places on the line so that surprised me um, could it yeah. have been his salary that this kept kept all these picks down
1: i mean it is it, it that's ultimately what it is is the dallas cowboys didn't want to pay amari cooper 20 million when they could have cd lamb and michael gallup both for less money that makes sense i guess i'm surprised that nobody looked around and said We'll Amari pay him twenty million. Yeah, we've got no problem paying him twenty million, and all it's going to cost us is a fifth to get him. Like, right. we'll, we'll give you a fourth. Yeah. Like, I, I am surprised that there was not more because, especially after the basically the top of the wide receiver free agent market just got lopped off. Right, Devontae Adams got tagged. Um, Mike Williams signed a new deal. Chris Godwin got tagged. Like, the, basically the three best wide receivers that were could have hit the market didn't hit the market so yeah i'm surprised somebody else didn't say you know what we'll, we'll give you a fourth for amari cooper a fifth and a sixth round swap is like that's legitimately nothing
0: okay that's let me a, ask, a, a,
1: go nothing. ahead yeah i was just gonna say it's it's absolutely nothing and i i'm i'm surprised that that, that salary is that bad to other teams
0: let me ask you this because Devonte adams has come out now and said i won't play on the tag are you on the phone today if you're the Raiders,
1: no. Okay. If I'm the Raiders, I'm blowing it up, so no.
0: Okay. If you're the Mark <laughs> Davis Raiders, are you on the phone today?
1: Um, Maybe. I think the concern is that if the Packers aren't going to pay him, are you actually going to pay him? And if you're paying Devontae Adams after you paid Max Crosby, you're not going to pay Carr, <laughs> <Yes>. too, right?
0: <laughs> Suddenly, after the Max Crosby deal, Derek Carr goes, you know, I could do without Devontae Adams. I know he's my <laughs> buddy, and I know I played with him, but you know what? I don't, I, don't, I don't really know if we need him. Like, Boy, Derek Carson sitting around right now saying, "Okay, that's the Crosby money."
1: And Kirk Cousins goes for thirty-five. What in the world am I getting? Right. Why is this taking so long? Like, there's there's no way the Raiders would give Crosby a hundred million dollars, give Devontae Adams whatever thirty million a year. I don't know what the hell he wants, and then turn around and give Carr forty. Like, no, there's three no players way. on They'd the team. No, don't do that. Yeah, that, that's the <laughs> team. It's those three running out to take yeah. on the Chiefs. you have a like,
0: quarterback and a wide receiver could score some points, and then one guy rushing the quarterback, yeah. and then that would
1: be it. That's a great great question. All right, some college basketball news. Desiree Reed Francois fired Kwonzo Martin. So Missouri needs a new basketball coach. Kwonzo Martin, by the way, was making three million dollars. Give me your percentage chance she wants Kevin Kruger to take the job. Zero. Oh boo. zero percent. I uh
0: I was surprised at this. She's uh uh you know, she likes Quanzo Martin a lot. I know um, Uh, There was a uh, a relationship between uh, that in terms of uh, A.D. and and Kwanzaa Minor AD. I think, uh, back at other schools. And um, I thought this was going to be a hard one for her to do. Uh, But look, they needed to do it. They weren't very good. He wasn't very good and they needed to move on. So probably not her first choice, but she probably realized what's best for the situation and what's best for the program was to move on. Um, How about how about like the San Francisco coach?
1: Oh, Todd Gold. That's my favorite coach in college basketball. I, know. I would, uh, yeah. Won't I mean, if be I was someone running like any that, program. though, want to be someone
0: like, uh, you know, um, some kind of up and comer who's done really well at a mid major?
1: That is every single coach she hired at UNLV was a young coach. And for the most part, e- even in the smaller sports, she would hire away from smaller schools. I think right. what Kevin Kruger was pretty much the only one that, right. was, that was an internal hire. But yeah, that would, like a, a Todd Golden type who's from San Francisco absolutely not be a surprise. And I don't know what they're going to pay their new head coach, but again, Kwanzaa Mark was making $3 million. For example, Kevin Krueger makes like $750,000. $750, sure. So there is money to spend there if you're going after a mid-major coach. I mean, you could go after Nico Medved at Colorado State. So even though he well, just did, signed an did extension... Did you see that deal?
0: 2029?
1: Yeah. I mean, for Nico? That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Well, it probably he'll doesn't be, mean anything be
0: for an SEC school because she just write a check.
1: No, not at all. Next question. Also in the world of college basketball, LSU fired Will Wade. Finally, Uh, They're going to the NCAA tournament, though. Uh, Kevin Nickelberry is going to be the interim, one of the assistants there. Uh, So LSU received a notice of allegations last week. And after LSU got eliminated from the SEC tournament, they'd made the decision to fire Will Wade. Um, I'm guessing that notice of allegations, even though it's all stuff that we've known about for LSU and Will Wade, for whatever reason, that was the final straw for why LSU was it the final
0: straw? Finally. What what took him so long? I Don't know
1: to to officially get told by the NCAA that they're gonna punish him. I don't yes, know. But exactly. it's I mean the guy's on he's on tape saying he's gonna make a strong ass offer yes. to a recruit.
0: <laughs> on FBI like. wiretaps. It took them the guy was caught on FBI wiretaps. With uh, the agent Christian Dawkins saying that, and it took him this long. And on the day of March Madness, uh, we're in the tournament. We're finally thinking this Will guy over here isn't very good.
1: And by the way, it, that Christian Dawkins thing, that was like six years ago, yeah. wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Like, what, what? That what, was like 2016. What did Will Wade have that they needed to keep him around
1: that long? You couldn't go get another coach for LSU? No idea, no clue what they were actually doing. All right, coming up next, we'll jump into the Raiders and we will discuss Max Crosby almost getting a hundred million dollars. You're sitting in the press box with granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter
2: at Granny and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Yeah, you know it's it's uh it's a privilege it's a privilege, man. Like. It's one of these fan bases that you can't even explain unless you're really in the building. You know, people don't understand. You can go to Cleveland, Ohio, and you'll have a whole crowd of Raider fans. It's just it's it's completely different than what most fan bases are like. Um, it's one way or the other. There's no in between when it comes to Raider Nation. Um, you're either all in or all out, and that's that's been my mentality since the day I got in the building. Um, I want to be an example, you know, for everybody in Raider Nation. I want to be a representation. When you talk about all-time Raider greats and talk about what are the Raiders, they mention my name because I I, want to be a legend. I want to be somebody that, you know, does a lot of great things, not only, you know, on the field and things like that, but somebody that gives back to the community and, and helps
1: max crosby you heard that a little bit earlier he talked to q on raider nation radio last week after signing his new extension four years 98.98 million dollars in total for max crosby on his salary now lofty goals there do you think we're talking about in 10 years max crosby is the definition of raider Nation.
0: he might be i don't know if anyone should doubt him the way he works let me ask you this though um what is what's the market bear for his position do you know?
1: Well, he's now in the top 5 of edge rushers at 24 the average salary at 24.7 million over the next 4 years. So, in that 20 to 25 million dollar range is pretty normal for a top 5 edge rusher.
0: Okay. Cuz I never and you know this uh, I've said this often like I, I whatever the market bears I'm happy for guys who get it. Like I never said well, do they overpay him or underpay him. I'm like, well, if I have a really good agent and he can go get me top five money, then go get me top five money. You know what I mean? It's like I don't, I, I'm all for people making as much money as possible. I'd like to make as much money as possible.
1: If if you were the Raiders, <laughs> would you have given Max Crosby top five edge rusher? Money? I
0: might have. I might, I might have given him top five edge rushers. I don't know if he's there yet, but if you're looking down the line and think he's going to be, and you need to lock him up now. Um, I also love that they locked him up only for the Derek Carr situation because I know because oh. I know Derek Carr right now is at home, kind of in a closet,
1: you know, then, huddled in a closet, wondering what's happening with me. And then Max Crosby gave this quote at his press conference. He said, "They talking about Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. They showed their commitment to me right away. They didn't want to play games." <laughs> And like,
0: all they've said about Derek Carr is, yes, he'll be our quarterback to start the year. We don't want to talk about any kind of contract right now. No, like,
1: what? The, the best comparison is Crosby saying they showed their commitment to me right away. They didn't want to play games. Meanwhile, they keep talking about having to get to know Derek Carr. Yes. Like, they continue to say, we've got to get to know this guy. They didn't need any time to get to know Max Crosby. They apparently walked in and said, "You're good. We're paying you right what, now." What if they went
0: to no dinners with Max Crosby, but they're on their 18th oh, dinner with Derek man. Carr, just just to see like if they really like him or not?
1: <laughs> I listen. Just we've we've sort of hit, mentioned it quite a few times now. I think that quote from Crosby is the one that sort of pushed me over the edge. They're not Derek Carr is not getting extension from the Raiders.
0: You think that they're going to say you're playing on your deal?
1: Or they're trading him or they're I mean, trading him. you're you're telling me that the the two guys Ziggler and McDaniel's that have walked in here and multiple times for over a month now have talked about well we got to get to know Derek Carr we got to we got to get to know him. They walked in and handed Max Crosby a hundred million dollars just like that. They didn't have to get to know that guy before they gave him a hundred million dollars. <laughs> they don't like Derek Carr. Are you kidding me? Now if listen. There's, I'm sure they don't have a problem if he plays this last year for 19 million. Oh no, I'd, I'd
0: do that in a second. I'd sign up for that in right. a second if I was them.
1: But I can't imagine. I can't imagine they're ge- unless. Listen, what what are they going to go to dinner number seven and Derek Carr is finally going to win him over? Yeah. Like if he hasn't won him over by now, like it's not like Carr was a rookie or played in two years. Guy's been in the league for almost a decade. You know, Crosby's the one that's only been in the league for three years. Cros- like. We know what Derek Carr is. Derek Carr is like the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. We might not know exactly what Crosby is because like if you no, look at his pro right. football focus grades, he was, he was not top 50 no. in his position until this season, right? And granted, he was number two. He was really good. But like Crosby's the one you might sit back and say, well, we need to see some more from Crosby. We know what Derek Carr is. There is like you don't need to go to dinner to know who Derek Carr is. We know who that guy is, and they're still trying to figure it out. They're not giving this guy an extension.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man, if they don't. The reaction locally. Oh, and that's just on radio. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? If they don't give him an extension or they not force him to, but suggest strongly you're going to play your final year in this deal, and then we're going to see what happens, and then to see what he would do. And you've talked about it in the past. Like, let's say they do that. Let's say, look, man. You're going to have to play on this deal. We don't, you know, you ordered steak all seven times. We like a chicken guy. <laughs> uh, we can't have we can't we can't bring you out to dinner anymore. The, the fascinating thing would be what would he do? I wouldn't blame him. Now again, the rules are different in holding out once, you know, the real practice begins. Then it's 50,000 a day. Then you really have to wonder is this worth it because you are going to get fined. But the OTAs, the off-season workouts, like if I'm him, I don't show up to any of that stuff. If, no, if they're I, forcing me to play at the nineteen million and Kirk Cousins just got thirty-five and Max Crosby got hundred million and all these guys are getting money, like I don't show up to any of that stuff. And then but again, how much does that force their hand? If they're if they go to him and say you have to play in this one year deal, they would expect him to do something like that, right? I mean, I don't think they'd
1: expect him to say, sure, I'll do that. Um can we answer that question once we find out who the backup quarterback is?
0: Uh, if well, you, like
1: if, if, if you told me right now, because free agency opens today, if you told me right now, Marcus Mariota is back, they re sign Marcus Mariota, then Derek Carr loses a lot of leverage <laughs> because Mariota's a competent, you can, you can, you can, you can, as a head coach, get away with, yeah, Mariota is going to be our starter. If Derek doesn't show up, fine. But
0: like, <laughs> listen, I'm selfish for my paper because they're a great employer. But I want the headline in our paper and the web this afternoon to say Raiders extend quarterback and just no name on it because that thing would get 750 million clicks. And then you click in and say Marcus Mariota has been given a two year contract extension for this much money.
1: That would be awesome. But like in all seriousness, if 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 uh, Mariota is the backup quarterback, you can legitimately call Derek Carr's bluff. You can say, all right, oh, you don't, sure. You don't want to play. We're, yeah. We'll go with Mariota. If they because right now they don't have a second quarterback right. If it was, we'll just use no. Nathan the other guy's Peterman. a free
0: agent. Well, if
1: know. if if Nathan Peterman was your number two, you can't with a straight face be like we're good to go. No, with if Peterman. it's
0: Nathan Peterman, he's like Derek Carr. Like, well, don't don't count on me for OTAs. Right. Then Carr kidding. has
1: some leverage. But that I think that's a a genuine question to ask is what do the Raiders do with backup quarterback? That might because they're still getting to know Derek Carr. We might learn more about what they think of Carr with what they do at the backup quarterback spot before what they do with carr. Because again, if if they go get Mariota or or you know, it could be Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody in that realm of yeah, that guy's been a starter before, that guy's competent, then yeah, they then carr immediately loses leverage. And but if it's they don't sign a quarterback for a while or they go out and it's or Mariota
0: goes somewhere else.
1: Right. Or it's just some guy like, I don't know, some some guy out of the conference usa or something weird like that that's never started a game before then yeah you look around and say okay cars got all the leverage they're planning on starting car but yeah it's i think if you're Derek carr i'm sure he's happy for max crosby because he likes max crosby but i don't think you're actually happy about your situation given max crosby just got paid and they didn't have to wait around and get to know max crosby there weren't there weren't ah let's see how max crosby is like They came in and extended a guy who has played three years in the NFL and they're not extending the guy who's been the quarterback for almost a decade while over here saying we need to know we need to figure out if we like this guy or not. Like they, they don't like Derek Carr. They don't like what what could Carr do now to convince them before the season starts that they that he should be the guy.
0: Uh, I don't know. There's been all those dinners. I have no idea. I have no idea. What, I don't I have no idea what he could do. I mean, how like how how often they've said that he's in the facility. I've I've seen those quotes from McDaniel's. What do you need to do to figure out if you like him or not? How often is I you? They've probably talked to him. McDaniel's probably talked to him more than anybody. I would. Right. Think. If I he's in the facility, so. I talk to him every day. That's all I would. He's the right. quarterback. I would talk only to him. What so, what else do you need to know?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they should have that decision made. And if they haven't done anything, maybe they've already had that decision and they're just not going to say it out loud. Coming up next, Ryan Wallace joins the show.
2: This isn't
0: the Alex Ovechkin Power Hour. This is the VGK
1: Update with Ryan Wallace. Follow him on Twitter at RyanHockeyGuy. I'm out. You can hear him on the BGK Insider show on Fox Sports Las Vegas also pre-post and intermission shows over on Fox Las Vegas. Um all right Ryan, are they going to miss the playoffs?
2: Uh right out of the gate, huh Tyler? Like you That's all that matters. Up a little bit, really? Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean they're in trouble, right? Like this is uh I, I still don't know that I'm there. Like I still don't know that I I fully believe that this team is going to miss the playoffs like the last time that they lost four in a row earlier this year, they won 10 of their next 12 or 13 games. So like I have a hard time believing that this is what the golden Knights are going to be through the remaining 19 games of the season. Um, But I mean, it's not looking great right now. They're, they're just unable to kind of piece together every part of their game that needs to be where it needs to be in order to find wins. And, you know, I thought Pete DeBoer last night saying that uh, this team's finding ways to lose. Uh, I thought that was pretty telling because that's what it's it's looked like so far on this on this on the first four games of this road trip.
0: I mean, Tyler could have said, "Grab your nuts and let's go to work," but you know, it's a it is a Monday and we don't want to go completely out of our minds. Um, so, do you do you believe we were talking about this earlier? If you're in a room and the door's closed and it's McPhee and McCrimmon and the and the um, deadlines coming fast. Do you think they still believe they're a Stanley Cup champion? I think we, I said that because it's Foley, they're going to act like it and they're going to say it. Maybe they'll even act like it at the deadline. But if you're those hockey guys when the door closed, do you look at each other and say, eh, should we really go all out here at the deadline? Because we're like a 3% chance now to win the cup.
2: Yeah, I mean, like we've watched eight seeds get into the playoffs and go on an absolute tear and win Stanley Cup. So, like, once you get in, anything can happen. And And I don't know many people after game one of the Colorado series last year that thought the Golden Knights would even make it to game six, let alone win the series. So like Mm -hmm. anything can happen in the NHL playoffs. That being said, I think if you were to look at this team right now, what's available to the Golden Knights right now to put on the ice in a game, uh, no, they're not Stanley Cup contenders. I, I think if you look at this team fully healthy on paper, you could make the argument that they're Stanley Cup contenders. The problem with that is they're missing 60 games of continuity with an entire lineup that on paper looks like it should be elite. So uh, even if you get Mark Stone back, even if you get Alex Martinez back, Brad McNabb back, and everyone that's out of the lineup, patcheretti back into the lineup, what are they going to be? I don't know because they haven't had games together to play to kind of get themselves to where they need to be at this time of the year. So um, I think if McC- B and McCrimmon are, are being – completely honest with themselves, I think right now this iteration is the Golden Knights. They're not Stanley Cup contenders, and I don't know that it should be a very busy um, trade deadline because unless you know for certain which players are coming back and how close to 100% they're going to be, um, it, it might just be a situation where injuries derailed a season in in the window.
1: The other part of Ed's question in this situation is the Bill Foley part of this. Do you believe at all that he would let them uh, sort of sit back and say, Eh, we kind of got screwed this year. We can't really go for it.
2: Part of me wants to believe that he would, but I, I don't think he will because it's, it's been a mantra, right? Playoffs in three cup and six. And every year the golden Knights have gotten, it feels like a little bit further and further away from the Stanley cup. And, um, I just I don't know that missing the playoffs is acceptable, and and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Like you get in, anything can happen. So I don't think that Bill Foley wants to waste another opportunity or waste the chance of not making the playoffs and not seeing if this team can go on a run and and make something happen. So I I, I get the sense that uh, Bill Foley is is going to want this team to do something to supplement at the deadline in order to turn this. around to get them to the playoffs where they can do some damage
0: all right tell the fan out there besides and the obvious one is they're injured we get that why it's been so difficult to score goals schematically or or what's happening i know they scored yesterday but up until then they just you know what two goals since the power since the all-star break lowest in the league what has happened
2: yeah i mean i i think on the power play they just it's it's more of the same um they're stagnant right like they don't move away from the puck very much everything's to the perimeter and they seem to be okay with that when they do well on the power play and and that's relative i know but like when they're able to find goals they're able to get the puck down low and then into uh the slot area for a quick chance or they're able to score on the rush like they did yesterday on the power play but it's not anything sustained zone time and that kind of bleeds into their five on five game there's a little bit more movement five on five but they go low to high, teams pack the middle, and they're not getting shots through. They're not getting to the net in front when they need to be there. So, like, a shot from the point is fine, but it's not going to beat a goaltender at this level unless you've got guys in front of the net. They're not going to get uh, the, the goalie on that first shot. You need second and third opportunities rebounds. And right now the Golden Knights are just too easily kept to the perimeter. You look at last night's game, look at the third period when Columbus knew that they had to kind of pack the middle and keep it. Keep everything to the outside. The Golden Knights were more than willing to stay on the outside, and that was problem.
1: Uh, looking at like Pete DeBoer's job security, which is a fan favorite topic right now how yeah. how serious should that conversation be, and how much do you think the injuries uh, prevent that from happening? Given that that's a probably a pretty good excuse. Yeah,
2: I mean, I I don't know that it's even an excuse, it's a reason, right? Like you you go down the list of players that are out of the lineup, you you got Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty that at one point were your your top two wingers on this team. Like you take top two wingers off of any team in the league, it's going to hurt. And then you take away arguably your two best defensive defensemen, Brad McNabb and Alex Martinez, and you're going to be hurting for finding ways to win hockey games and you know, I, I think the the thing about, you know, <clears throat> the 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 idea of Pete DeBoer and, and him being kind of the guy, the fall guy, the scapegoat, whatever you want to call it, um, I don't know that in this situation you need one, uh, you need a scapegoat that's anything more than this team has literally been injured from game two of the season. It has been a high quantity of players that have been out of the lineup. It has been quality players out of the lineup. And the fact of the matter is the, the Golden Knights right now are missing eight guys from their lineup that would be in the lineup every single night in the NHL, and that's a problem. So as much as I, I get frustration, as much as I get you you know not liking to, to see a team lose, it hasn't happened very much with this organization, um, I don't think it's a coaching issue. Uh, I really don't. I think it's an issue of this team has battled injuries all year long, and sometimes in a contact sport, that happens.
0: Yeah, um, and I agree with you in terms of the coach, And but does that also uh, excuse the uh, the management at this point? Because everyone always says, well, fire the coach, fire the coach, and at some point doesn't the kind of glance have to go to the people who put the team together? Or, uh, like you said with Pete DeBoer, the injuries just say it all, and how can McPhee and McCrimmon control that?
2: Well, I mean, I think the argument for management is do these players that the Golden Knights have currently on the roster fit their system? Or the what Pete Boer is trying to implement, and I think you have a better con, you have a better you have a better argument convincing me that it doesn't work based on the last two playoff exits where the Golden Knights had full complements of rosters and were not able to score. However, this year I, I don't know that you can kind of get into that into that headspace because you know the Golden Knights front office goes out and gets an elite number one center in Jack Eichel and at no point in time has Jack Eichel been able to play with his elite winners or with a full complement of players. So if that was the fix that you were hoping to see or looking for or the thing that you thought would break you out of a scoring slump in the playoffs, you haven't been able to see what it could look like yet at full strength because they've been injured. Now, I think there's an argument to be made about always going out and getting the big fish, always kind of tinkering with the team chemistry, Um, but I don't know that you can make... a a clear argument right now that until this team is healthy that the the players that have been brought in and the combination of what this team is this year doesn't work until you see it fail with everyone in the lineup
1: if we forget about this season for a minute what's mm-hmm. your confidence level they can be a cup contender for the following season
2: oh that's a, a really interesting one um I feel fairly confident that there's still like a, a two or three year window right now with the players that are in place. Like Alex Petrangelo is going to be good for at least the next three years. Um, I think the fact of the matter is you, you, you got to try to try to understand what the severity is of Mark Stone's injury. And I like, we don't really have any, any clear idea on a, when he's coming back and be the, the type of impact he's going to have when he's back in the lineup. Um, but, I mean, to me, Mark Stone unlocks a lot of what the Golden Knights do, especially when it comes to, like, their neutral zone play and his ability to break up plays, feed transition offense, all that stuff. Um, if Mark Stone is not 100%, then, in my estimation, their their legitimacy as Stanley Cup contenders falls a little bit. Uh, but I still think there's enough pieces. I think Jack Eichel will be even better next year than he has been this year. Um a little bit more comfortable within this system, within this this organization. So I I still think that the opportunity is there for this team to win a Stanley Cup in the next, say, three years. But you're going to have to manage your assets well. You're going to have to maybe resist the urge of supplementing big here at the trade deadline. And I think you're going to have to resist the urge of of going out and making massive changes in the offseason. There's going to be some players that will not come back. That's okay. That's fine. But you've got to find ways to, to not really alter the makeup of what's in the room for the Golden Knights going into next season.
1: Well, he is Ryan Wallace, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. You can hear him again. VGK Insider Show every day and on the pre-post and intermission for Golden Knights games. Ryan, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Golden Knights might miss the playoffs. Coming up next, though. <laughs> it might happen. It might happen. It's almost 50-50. Coming up next, we'll jump into some Major League Baseball because free agency. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Major League Baseball is back. We got a season in like 24 or 5 days, something like that. And free agency is back on. Um, Ed, how excited are you that Clayton Kershaw has re-signed with the Dodgers for one year?
0: Not as excited as the contract that's about to be announced in my head for Freddie Freeman. Uh, batting third in the lineup, <laughs> playing first. Uh, Muncy goes to the DH role now. So uh, uh, $17 million for Kershaw. I thought he was kind of done at the end, so had he gone to Texas. And he's my favorite Dodger. Well, my second favorite I was Dodger say, of all time. you ready to give Dodger. up on him? Yeah, I just want to win. I, I, I oh, give up wow. on people all the time. It's my wow. life to give up on people if they don't win. Uh, so um, <laughs> second favorite Dodger of all time after Stephen Wayne Yeager. But... Um, it's fine. It's fine. He'd be if everyone's healthy. He'd be, you know, fourth, fifth in the rotation at this point. So uh, for seventeen million, probably okay. Uh, wow. Need some Isn't lefties. Nice? Do you think you're getting Freddie Freeman? I think there's a good chance. Oh, what a lineup! What a lineup! <laughs> if they get Freddie Freeman, Betts, Trey <laughs> Turner, Freeman, Muncy, Justin Turner, eh, Bellinger, we're not sure about Will Smith, great catcher, Pollock. Taylor. If if you've got Taylor batting ninth, playing second, how how good is that lineup? If I Chris mean, Taylor's bat
1: ninth. I think you just got to get Cody Bellinger higher in the lineup. He's got to be hitting at uh, least okay. second. No, no, that's that's
0: Trey Turner's spot. Um, <laughs> you
1: think they're getting Freddie Freeman? I think they got a shot. I have no idea. Uh, but again, I'm I, the part that I'm always fascinated with is Freddie Freeman. Is that the Braves offered him a five year deal? Freeman wants a six year deal, and the Braves like apparently refused to go to six they're like i can't do it you're gonna lose Cannot add the one year the guy
0: from the world series to another nl team because you won't go one more year
1: right it is crazy fascinating to me that that is what could play out for atlanta for freddie freeman the guy who has been the face of that franchise for what a decade almost a decade now and then they won the world series that it would come down to essentially one year like that that part of it it's bizarre to me. Yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. It's it's not like Freddie Freeman wants 10 and the Braves are like, well, five. we'll do five. Right. And it's not like Freddie Freeman wants 40 million and the Braves are like, well, we're only going to do 25. Like They seem pretty close. It's just uh, one extra year and maybe a little bit more money. And the Braves, I don't know, unwilling. It's, it's bizarre that that would actually happen. Are you... So there was a report. uh, Nelson Cruz, he ended up signing with the Nationals, but there was a report that the Padres and Dodgers were both interested in him as well. He's 41 years old. He's DH only. But now that there is universal DH, National League teams can sign guys that are like Nelson Cruz. And you're excited because if you sign Freddie Freeman, you can move somebody else to the DH spot there. Big Max Muncy. You excited about the DH simply because it means you can go yes. get another actual hitter in the lineup.
0: Absolutely, especially if it's Freddie Freeman. <laughs> yes, I did, I actually thought uh, I thought they were going to lose out on Cruz to the Padres. Padres are kind of the popular, sexy team now, and I thought they'd move out on lose out on him. But they they both lost out on him. Forty one years old. That's fine. I don't think even if Freddie Freeman doesn't sign, I don't think they you know the Dodgers specifically need needed Nelson Cruz. It would have been nice. But if Freeman signs, I mean the lineup. I just gave it to you. Forget about it. I mean I don't know what the odds are. If they, can you imagine what the odds will go to if they sign him? They're already the favorites.
1: What are they six to one at the moment? Yeah, they're or already the like favorites. That? Yeah. So they sign him. Well, well, to be honest, it probably won't change too much because they're already the favorites. They'll be like, yeah, we yeah. can't make them much better than six to one. It's true. Because is it, I mean is anybody betting on the Dodgers if they're sitting up there at like three to one to win the World Series no. in March? No. Like, yeah, you got to wait until they at least like lose like four in a row in the regular season. And maybe it falls to five to one for you or something stupid like that. Um, are you at all worried about the Giants?
0: No, I think they're going to take it. I know they got Carlos Rodon. I, I think they're going to take a step back. I'm far more worried about the team. You know, I'm worried about.
1: Yeah, the Padres. Yeah, well, I'm they were, they far were far more 14 worried about them. back and you were worried I know, about them still I know. last year. I'm far more so, worried about them that that's what's fascinating they signed carlos rodon the giants should have a good rotation again right like they they should i mean they lose buster posey but like where's chris bryant going the giants yes that is a good question too but conceivably like the giants should still be good but i don't think there's i think everybody pretty much agrees with you in terms of the nl west is going to be the dodgers and padres and that the giants are going to be a third place team like it's it's fascinating that They won the division last year. They had the most wins in baseball. And it's like, yeah, maybe they're third place. Like, they're not going to the playoffs. Like, it's, well, maybe they are now that it's expanded. But it's fascinating that it's, they're not really considered a contender. And I don't, but I don't think it's wrong. Like, I I don't think anybody's wrong when they say that. I think it's like, yeah, that's, that's realistic. Posey was great
0: last year. Right. Posey was great last year. And Chris Bryant's Chris Bryant. We don't know where he's going to sign, but it doesn't seem like he's going to sign. I keep uh, reading that Chris Bryant's going to go back to Chicago. He's just going to go back to the other team, which oh, wouldn't we'll go be going White back Sox. to the White Sox, but he'd be going back oh. to Chicago.
1: White Sox signed Joe Kelly.
0: Yeah, I know, that lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so I'm not so sure I'm mad that they lost that guy.
1: I could never tell if, if you liked weird. Joe Kelly or not.
0: Yeah, he's a little weird. I, I liked him okay. He, was, he wasn't my favorite, but he, he was a little strange, so... <laughs> Those glasses and stuff—I—I I, I didn't like that whole look, um, but th- that's fine. They're, they're, their their pitching is going to be fine. Um, I just—I'm—I'm I'm so excited for it to start. I just think they're—I just think they're tremendous.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. One of my complaints the entire time during the lockout was. My favorite team is good. The Houston Astros are a good baseball team. I want there to be baseball. Like, if you're going to lock out a season, let's do it when the Astros were losing 100 games. Like That would have been great. But, no, they're good. Let's let's try to play some baseball games so I can enjoy this team being actually good. Uh, The other fun news, the New York Yankees traded for Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa from the Minnesota Twins last night. They sent Gio Urshela back to Minnesota, as well as the catcher, Gary Sanchez, so the um Yankees get a big bet in Josh Donaldson, but also get their shortstop potentially yeah. in Isaiah Kiner Falafa. He's been good, not great by any means, but he's been a good shortstop primarily for the Rangers. Um Yankees still making moves. Yeah, and it probably takes them out of the running for Carlos Correa, would be the assumption right, here. Right. Um, which by the way, there was a there were a couple of points last night where I thought Carlos Correa was signing with the Astros last night. Really? yeah there were there were john Heyman was tweeting about it hector gomez uh bob nightingale there were a couple guys talking about like oh the astros have re-engaged carlos correa and i was there was a moment where i was overly optimistic i was like oh they're gonna re-sign him tonight and then i went to bed and woke up and nothing had happened so here i am still sad without carlos correa where's but.
0: trevor story gonna go
1: that's the other fascinating part because the 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 conversation about Correa is kind of like, is there a true market for somebody to give him 10 years or whatever? If if nobody's given Correa what he wants, Trevor Story's below him. Yeah. Who the hell's signing Trevor story? I I have no idea. Like it was this great shortstop market and we're sitting here like 20 days from the season and a couple of them haven't even signed anywhere.